How can we make the world better? By making ourselves better. The Dr. Joe Show explores how you can make positive personal change by using his groundbreaking and highly effective I Am approach to understand who we are and why we do what we do. Your small changes can have big effects. Join us now for the Dr. Joe Show with Mark Stiles of Stiles Law and your host, Dr. Joe Schrand. Welcome to the Dr. Joe Show. Yeah, nailed it. Nailed it. Hey, welcome back, guys. Hope you guys had a good Thanksgiving. How was it? Amazing. Yeah? And, and you know, I, I posted something on our page about, you know, in this time of truly unbearable sorrow with so much loss and trauma in our country, we still have so much to be grateful for. The fact that we're here, the fact that we can remember those who we have lost with the love and affection. We had a, we had a grief specialist on to talk about this early on in the COVID pandemic. Um, and he said that, you know, grief is simply an expression of how much you love someone. And there is no pathology. There is no pathology. So for all of those, who had their Thanksgiving tables with one less chair, we are with you. We are with you. And we are grateful and thankful that we are all here to manage through this trauma. Uh, and so speaking of trauma, Tom, we have some incredible guests tonight to talk about the work that they are doing right here in Massachusetts and beyond. Can That's you introduce right. our guest tonight, Tom? Oh, of course, we got an all-star cast tonight. We have Bishop Neil Anthony Boyd of Pioneer Valley Coalition for Suicide Prevention. We have Elizabeth Rigo, the Southeast team leader for Mass Support, and Larry Berkowitz, co-founder of Riverside Trauma Center. Welcome, guys. Yeah, welcome to the three of you. It is so wonderful to have you here. Thank you so much. Lara, let me start with you. Do you want to just tell us a little bit about Riverside and, and what you have helped to create and where we are now? Absolutely. Thanks, Joe, and thanks uh, for, the, for the invite here tonight. We're thrilled to be here. Um, so Riverside Community Care is a fairly large human services organization serving many parts of Massachusetts. Uh, about 15 years ago, my colleague Jim McCauley and I started the Riverside Trauma Center, uh, which has been focused on a number of things. Uh, we are sort of our tagline as we help communities uh, recover from highly stressful events, communities, individuals, workplaces, schools. Uh, so we do a lot of work, um, well, after potentially dramatic events, after the Boston Marathon bombing, for example, or, um, and what you'll be hearing about more tonight is the work we've been doing uh, in our FEMA-funded program, which is called Mass Support, uh, helping with the, the state's pandemic response, the behavioral health side of the pandemic response. Uh, Let me just say, sorry, some people might not know what FEMA is. Can you just say what FEMA is? Sure. FEMA is the... Thank you for calling me up on throwing letters around like that. Okay. That's good. We all do it. Um, it's the Federal Emergency Management Agency. They're the folks who, you know, you always hear about after there's been a hurricane somewhere, there's been a tornado, there's been flooding. FEMA helps fund states, uh, communities to help them get back on their feet. And one of the pieces of it is this, what they call a crisis counseling program. Each state has an emergency management agency. So here in Massachusetts, we have MEMA, Massachusetts Emergency Management Agency. Um, and in fact, the funding comes, as only a bureaucracy can do, uh, through the federal government to FEMA, to Mass 
Massachusetts Emergency Management. And then they partner with the Department of Mental Health here in Massachusetts, who contracts with us at Riverside to do the work that we've been doing around helping support people uh, after the pandemic. But, but then that, it actually says a lot because it, Riverside is taking the lead in this, really. I mean, we've been asked to do the whole of Massachusetts with this. Is, yeah. Am I missing something? No, no, we're, we're, we're honored, and, and you're right. The they, uh, Department of Mental Health came to us and said, you guys have been doing this in this state for 15 years. We've actually had a couple of these kinds of programs, much smaller scale, after some flooding incidents, uh, after the tornadoes you'll remember out in western part of the state, uh, 2011. Um, Neil was uh, one of our outreach workers then and was uh, in, highly engaged and involved with us, so we got him right on board again when we got uh, we were asked to do this work. Uh, but we've actually we've got about 45 people working in the program now. We ramped up very quickly back in uh, April uh, to get things running when the state asked us if we would do this, if we would run the program for the state. Yeah. So, yeah. And so we, we have uh, Liz Rigo here. So, Liz, what's what's your role? And then, Neil, we're going to get to you. So, Liz? Um, so thank you for having me uh, on your show. Um, I'm the Southeast team leader for Mass Support. Um, so I'm taking care of all of um, Southeast and uh, Cape and Islands area, um, reaching out to, you know, um, state agencies and advocates and, and um, state uh, legislators just to get the word out on what Mass Support is, is doing um, during this time uh, to help individuals and the community, um, you know, get some resources, um, maybe just you know, help them um, feel some sort of comfort throughout this period. So um, doing a lot of work that way, a lot of things going on with Mass yeah. Support, a lot of good things. I bet, I bet. I wonder, we're going to dive deeper into that. And Neil, what about you? Well, you? I'm, uh, I'm in Western Mass here, uh, up in Springfield area. Uh, so I'm an outreach crisis counselor with the Mass Support team. As you heard uh, Larry say before, I worked at Tornado. So, uh, we, what we did, we did at that time, it was called a psychological first aid that we did. That's, that's in traumatic uh, disasters. Basically, we was teaching people how to become, if there's such a thing as normal, after a, a traumatic disaster. Now we do what we call SBR, uh, uh, helping people, uh, you know, giving them skills on how to cope with things, teaching them how to cope with the situation, how to handle things. Uh, so we, that's basically the teaching we're doing right now. That's from churches to uh, the beat of the streets uh, here in Springfield. Uh, you're talking about uh, city officials. You're talking about hitting everybody in every part of Western Mass, starting with the mayors. That's what we did. We called everybody, state legislators in every town, to let them know what we're doing and how we can be a help to them. Let them know we're here, basically. And you used the letters SBR. Did I hear that right? SPR. And what is that? That's a skills for psychological recovery. It's a model that we use, helping people to recover. Uh, COVID-19, as you know, has affected everybody in some type of way, and even more so now, especially here, that this second surge is happening. So we're doing our best uh, to get out here and let people know we're available. And plus that the service is free. That means a lot when people know that. Yeah, that, that's, that really helps. How, let's just go right to it, Larry. How do people actually access this? Yeah, great, great question. You know, it's it's interesting. The traditional model that FEMA, Federal Emergency Management Agency, in their crisis counseling programs has 
is, you know, after a tornado, after a hurricane, after a flood, they set up the program and the outreach folks typically, you know, go in pairs. They go knocking on doors, door to door. How you doing? How are your kids? How's your family? Anything we can help you with? But we can't do that now, right? We can't be right up front and close with people. So we're trying to find other ways. Um, we've got a statewide phone number that uh, we're trying to get people get out there so that people know about it. We've got our website, Mass Support. The name of the program is Mass Support, masssupport.org, which has some resources, some information, has the phone number. People can, through that, they can email us, they can call us. But, you know, I wish more people were picking up the phone and saying, hey, I, I need to check in. I need a little support. But people don't always like doing that, right? For, uh, you know, I. I'm sure you talk about this a lot on your show, uh, Dr. Joe, that, uh, you know, if, if we have an intense headache, if we have an intense stomachache, we pick up the phone, we call a doctor, or we go to see a nurse or something. But when people are struggling with emotional stuff, they figure, what, this is some kind of like character issue or something. They don't. They don't reach out as much. So what we've been trying to do is find other ways to connect with people. So we're using social media. We're using a lot of Zoom, right, like, like this uh, on the Facebook uh, part of your show. We are having town hall meetings where we're inviting guest experts, where we're having everyday people talk about their experiences, about what's helping. Um, we've got one coming up uh, soon um, on um, housing, how to help people with the housing issues you know, that are coming up. A lot of people are really worried. Are they going to get evicted? Can they, what if they can't pay the rent? How can they apply for you know, support and substance? We had a show on a couple of weeks ago about just dealing with the holidays, right? How, how are we, you know, you started off talking about how these holidays are different, right? Um, and that comes with a bunch of losses. Yeah, we're grateful for things, but there's still a lot of losses in that. Um, so how are we managing that? So we're, we're trying to get a lot of information out in different ways, support groups, you know, all kinds of different ways. And, and we're trying to be thoughtful to do this in a bunch of different languages too. Because uh, in Massachusetts, we've got lots of communities that speak different languages. Liz, I should ask you to talk about your, you're doing, setting up one of the town halls meetings pretty soon that's going to be in Portuguese, right? Is that... So we're working on that and we're hoping it's uh, sometime in January um, and it will be done in Portuguese. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, because, the, go on, go on. Sorry, the uh, town hall that Larry was talking about is um, uh, December 15th um, at 7 o'clock. Um, the one that he just mentioned about housing. And uh, we have some really good, um, great guest speakers coming from the Attorney General's office um, to talk about um, housing, evictions. Um, so it's going to be a, a great town hall. And, and that's going to be through Zoom uh, so people can access that? It yes, it will be um, through Zoom on uh, Facebook. I, I believe it's going to be Facebook Live. Um, and then actually two days after that, we're going to be doing it in Spanish as well. Same topic. So we're covering it in English, Spanish, and Portuguese. I think that's wonderful because, you know, this, this COVID is, is not, uh, not confined to one group or another, certainly. And, yeah. and one of the things that we were talking about off air, guys, was why aren't more people accessing this remarkable free service? Um, Neil, you you were you were about to to say something about NAMI, Nationalized Mental Health. Yes, I'm, I'm the former president of Western Mass NAMI as well as the state, uh, and the stigma is still alive when it comes to mental health, and people uh, still have that thing about ain't nothing wrong with me. Uh, I'm not going to call, you know. But it's it's got nothing to do with that. Uh, if we all uh, have different things in our life, and it's good to have support, somebody we can share with, that gives us great relief. 
So we, we really encourage people to call. It's anonymous. Don't have to leave a phone number. You don't even have to tell us your real name. We just want to help. <laughs> That's all we want to do. So, so what is the phone number for people to call? Who's got that? Larry, does some, somebody have that phone number? Who's, who's got it right in front of you? <laughs> it's, a state, it's a state number. The state number of statewide assistance is 888-215-4920. 888-215-4920. Yeah, I, I wanted to repeat it because I'm sure a lot of people are going to need to hear it again and again. We'll, we'll post it as well um on our facebook page now people should know joe when they call in they're going to get our voicemail and leave a voicemail and we're checking those voicemails uh monday through saturday 8 a.m to 8 p.m so someone will get back to them um okay. after they or or they can email us too and find that you can find that at uh at the website we mentioned before which is mass support so there's three s's in there mass m-a-s-s support.org so we're getting some uh, comments already on Facebook. Tom, you want to read this one off? Yeah, we got um, from Leah Ann Inglis. What are your best suggestions for coping with the COVID crisis in such an uncertain future? Who wants to take that? Larry, you want to start? And then we'll, we'll just sure. go through. Yeah, you know, we probably could talk for hours about that. Just that simple question, because it's so important, right? How are we coping? What can we cope, do to cope? You know, one of the sort of, guiding principles we talk about when we talk about things that are potentially traumatic or extremely stressful at uh, the Riverside Trauma Center, we often talk about trying to find ways to establish safety, predictability, and control. You know, when things feel out of control, which they do these days, right, often, um, we just try to find some ways of establishing safety, predictability, and control. So safety, you know, that's the wearing the mask. That's the keeping your hands clean. That's the, all of the things that the public health folks have been telling us. How do we keep our families safe as best we can? You know, some people got to go out, they got to go to work. They got to get on the bus or the subway, you know, but you know, we're still all trying to do the best we can. Um, small changes, right? We do the little things that we can to keep things um, safe as we can. Predictability, you know, there's a lot we can't predict these days, but what can we build in? Let's keep our routines going. You know, I get up in the morning and you know, I'm still going to brush my teeth and take a shower and shave and stuff and, you know, put on a decent shirt, even if it is my sweats, to sit down in front of the computer all day, right? So let's keep some of those things that are predictable, you know, the same routines that we can, the things we know that we can count on, because there's a lot we can't. And control, what are the things we can control? You know, some things are out of our control, but let's focus on the things that we can control in our lives. So you know, that's, that's, that's one of the principles that come to mind for me in terms of... Uh, coping um i don't know what else neil liz what else would you add no i agree with that larry i i think um that control piece is very important and um you know i sometimes talking to people just having them when it comes to coping um making these small attainable goals um you know for the day not so much for the week but just for that day for that moment um you know helps a lot as well uh, with coping and and feeling um, safe and in control as well. Um, so I think that's very important. And along with that, I think, you know, being able to the three R's, right? Reflecting, regulation and relaxation. That's so important during this time as well. Um, and I, I feel like that's a big, that's also a big component of, um, you know, coping through through COVID as well. Neil, your thoughts? One for also uh, 
the skills for uh, psychological recovery is what we teach. It's not meant. It's not a mental health thing. It's really to promote uh, self-efficacy, efficacy for people that they can learn how to cope and handle things. Uh, and, and and it's not to solve. We're not trying to solve people's problems, but we help people find a way. You know, like Larry said, things they're doing. Like for instance, self-care. Hey, play some music. Uh, take a walk. I mean, COVID is there, but it's still things we can do that can, we can feel normal and still feel alive. And those things are very important because sometimes we get so caught up, we forget that, you know, we still have a life. We still can be do things normally. Uh, you know, it's some things we can do to feel good about who we are. And most of all, support. Uh, knowing that we can uh, have contacts with and still talk with people because it's good to be able to talk with others and share. So, you know, I... I I also think about resilience as I hear you folks talking. What are the things that help us be resilient as best we can? And one thing that comes to mind, the, uh, the Navy SEALs looked into this once. You know, they, they, that's one of the toughest training programs to get through, right? But then they invest a lot in, in training their people to become SEALs. They used to lose a lot of people. So they start, somebody started, had the brainstorm to interview some of the people that made it through and say, what's getting you through this incredibly tough training? The people who are most successful broke everything down into little chunks, little chunks at a time. How do I, how am I going to get through the next couple of hours? And then how am I going to get through the next few hours? You know, uh, and Liz, you just said that. What am I going to do today? What are the things I can do today to stay in control of things? Instead of looking, letting it get so big, like there's all these things that are going wrong and we got to deal with. Let's, let's keep it a step at a time, right? Like, uh, you know, like our, our support programs talk about, right? One day at a time uh, and, and to take those pieces. And, you know, the truth is sometimes we have to, do some big planning in these times. But I think the more we can stay focused on just what's right in front of us and get through each piece. I, I, I often say, you know, each day I get up and I, and I think to myself, all right, we're one day closer to the end of whatever all this is. <laughs> you know? I, I also, I agree with that, Larry. And I also, um, when I'm talking to um, a group or individuals um, at this time, um, I, I, like to focus on their strengths and their resiliency as well. You know, what's helped you in the past, um, you know, with coping through certain situations that you may have gone through, you know, um, and really focusing on their strengths, meeting the person where they're at, and then building building that up um, to help them with um, coping strategies, I think is is really important as well. I'm gonna, I have to say this because my, my Dr. Joe show audience will, will say why didn't you say this because you say well uh, can i just comment on one thing which is the word coping and not you know not not to disparage anything you're doing i absolutely you know but for me these words are so important and neil if you get back in part to what you're saying about mental illness you know and the word disorder you know we call things disordered and as soon as you have disorder you've got one group that's ordered and one group that isn't and somehow that creates a stigma but coping for me um, sounds like a person is just hanging on with their fingernails. Yeah. And what I want is for my, my folks to manage what's going to happen. I want them to have the ability to manage these feelings that you're talking about, not just cope with them, but to manage it. And, and I find that the word management is empowering. You can manage this stress. You can manage your life more than just cope. And so I've been talking, I'm sorry, guys, it's just me. I talk about this so much. And 
But really, these small words are so important, and they send these messages to people that are so subtle. But you know what? Everything you said, the safety, the predictability, the control, the, the, you know, the, the three R's, these are ways that people can manage probably one of the greatest predators that we have all ever faced as a world. And that's what's activating this limbic response, this survival response in us. That's what's terrifying. We, don't, we can't find the safety that we used to find. Yeah. Right? The predictability that we need so that we can like, oh yeah, yeah. At, least, at least I know what's gonna happen now. Right? And, and that control, the environment. Folks, you have control. Wear a mask. That small change, that small change can help you manage. The social distancing, which is not emotional distancing. That's right. That's right. Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm so I'm, glad you mentioned that. I wish they called it physical distancing. Right. The last thing we need to do is social distance, right? Absolutely. That's right. right. You know, the way I say it, you know, I've still got your back just six feet apart, you know. So, <laughs> but but it's these things. So why do you think we need predictability in our lives? Mm. <laughs> Neil, what do you think? Why why predictability? Well, that uh, gives us a sense of peace. And uh, also, it's, uh, it's a place of safety, <laughs> you know, for us. Uh, I was thinking about, as you was talking, great point, Dr. Joe. Uh, you know, SPR, or, or Skills for uh, Psychological Recovery, is based on gathering information on the client's needs. Mm -hmm. That's what it's based on. So if we get their needs and then we find their goals and their priorities in a collaborative process, then we can address those needs and identify them with them. And as you were saying, coping or take control. That's the whole idea, that they can take control of their life or their situation that don't control them, especially when you're talking about COVID-19. Absolutely. It's, it's, it's so true. And, and you know, again, it, it, it's, it's such important work that you guys are doing because what are you really doing? You're reminding people that they're valuable. You're saying to them, you, you've got other people on your team. No one's doing this by themselves. You can't do this by yourself. That's why social distancing is not emotional distancing. We're in this together. And that's that's part of why you know Riverside has been so important. I mean, full disclosure, I'm, I'm the chief medical officer of Riverside. I came over to Riverside because of this sense of respect and value Great place. And, and where else uh, where better to find it than in our trauma work and being able to recognize folks that that it is perfectly normal to be anxious and sad and angry and there is nothing wrong with any of these feelings it's what you do with them that matters it's really what you do with them that matters you know so the, the anger part showing up as domestic violence not cool not cool. There's there are other ways that you can manage your anger. The the depression showing up as, as wanting to kill yourself and the suicide part. You know, understandable, but you do not need to kill yourself to get through this. We can help with that. And then the anxiety. Who wouldn't be anxious if they're worried that they're going to catch a potentially life-threatening illness? It makes sense. But Larry, what what I'm hearing is that we can normalize this and have people come out 
and get some help. So can can you talk a little bit about that? How how do we get people to come and get the help? Yeah, um, that, we're, we're puzzling that one through too. Our, you know, our hope is that people will talk to each other. You know, they don't have to call us. They don't they don't have to go see a shrink if they don't want to. But they should talk to their neighbors, their friends, their pastor, the people who are the people that support them. Where do they normally get support? We got to make sure we're staying connected. Right, stay but, connected. What's the number? Give them the number and the website so that we can get they can get to you. Neil, you got that number right there? Yes, that number is 888-215-4920. That's the statewide assistance call number with mass support. 888-215-4920. And it's masssupport.org, right? Right. Three S's in the middle there. Masssupport.org, yep. Right. And that's so subliminal. I love it. So, look, we, we, we have three folks I want to just get to ask you things. The I am, you know, has two rules. Remember, the I am is saying we're always doing the best we can with the potential of change to another I am. This is my current maximum potential. This is who I am. I matter. We're influenced by four domains. The home domain, the social domain, the biological domain of your brain and body, which is really active right now in COVID, and then the IC domain. How do I see myself? How I think other people see me. That's also active now because a lot of people worry that if they let people know that they're sad or worried, they'll be seen as less than. Not the case. We were there to help you. Because these four domains interconnect, a small change can have a big effect. You don't need to change everything. Just like Larry was saying earlier, these small things, you don't need to change everything. So I'm going to ask each of you in order, starting first with Elizabeth, then going to Neil, then going to Larry. What small change can you recommend to our listening audience that they can make so they can manage their way through COVID? Well, I think like I mentioned before, I think just setting small attainable goals, very small goals, and, and just taking them one step at a time. And not a week worth of goals. We're talking even just hour by hour. Um, and I feel like that that could help. Right. A lot. Neil, small change. Uh, Emma Dawson said, uh, real self-care means giving yourself permission to take a pause or take a break. So it, to me, it's real important that you take a break through all this and do something different. Even if it's take a walk somewhere, uh, even if it's just look at a good movie, you know, and some popcorn. Do something just to relax and just say, forget it, I'm just going to relax myself, my mind, and, you know, take it easy. That's self-care. Great. Larry, your thoughts? Small change and a big effect. Yeah, I think you'll hear we all, we're all singing from the same choir here. Uh, but, yeah, I think it is that uh, taking, taking a s small chunks, you know, day at a time, small focus, not getting ourselves overwhelmed. And uh, that, you know, the point I made about earlier, I think about gratitude, too. The smiling at people, saying hello, saying thanks, just paying attention to, you know, being grateful and sharing that with others. Yeah. And, you know, folks, this, the small change may simply be picking up the phone and, and, and calling Riverside Community Care and our trauma folks. It's a small change that can have a huge effect. We're there to serve. We're there to help you. You're not alone in this. You're not alone. The other 
rule of the I am, because everybody's got one. Everybody's interested in what you think or feel about them. And you are part of someone's home or social domain. And you know that it feels differently if you're treated with respect or disrespect. So you have an effect on someone's biological domain the way you see them. This means you control no one, you influence everyone. You get to choose the kind of influence you want to be. I'm going to go in the same order. Liz, I'm going to start with you, then go to Neil and Larry. So Liz, what kind of influence are you hoping to be? Um, I'm hoping to be inspirational, motivational, and positive. Thank you. Neil? Uh, <laughs> that's a good point. I, I guess I was thinking about, uh, uh, I heard of Robin Morley. I said, to fall in love with yourself is the first secret to happiness. Mm. Uh, I want to uh, have that love that just spread abroad to people. Because when you love yourself, you glow from the inside. You attract people who love and respect and appreciate your energy because they can feel the vibes that's coming from you. So I want that great vibe of love to just generate and reach out to people and feel good when they're around me. Say, wow, you changed my attitude. You changed my spirit by the words you said. I just feel something different. Feel that love. Yeah, that's great. Larry? Man, Neil's a tough one to follow. <laughs> yeah, sorry about that. <laughs> Uh, How do you follow love? But really? What kind of influence do you want to be, Larry? Um, I mean, you, you started the whole trauma division of, of, of Riverside. I mean, I, powerful. The influence I think I can bring, I try to bring to situations is to be, you talked about the physical, the fit biological piece. Just being calm. When we're calm and connected and trying to connect with the people around us and to, near us, um, they become that way too. You know, there's this, you know, this mirroring we talk about. If I can figure out how to keep my body calm, my heart rate down, my breathing calm, so that I'm all grounded, then people around me are going to be a little more grounded too. So I work hard at that and being connected with those people. Yeah. You know, I want to actually ask Tom and Mark as well. I've asked our guests this over and over. And Mark, how about you? You know, I, I'm right there with Neil. I, I want to bring that energy to people. So no matter what they're feeling, they're going to catch some of the energy that I'm I'm giving off, which is, you know, an optimistic, positive outlook on everything, regardless of where we're at with it. And hopefully that will help them. And you know what? Yes, this is making me feel somewhat anxious when I'm not normally an anxious person. And Dr. Joe, we've talked about this from the beginning of the COVID. When you're able to help ease someone's anxiety, it helps ease your own anxiety. So when I can spread that out, then it selfishly will help me as well. Remember, folks, we all want the same thing. You just want to feel valued by somebody else. And at any and every moment, you can remind someone of their value. And whenever you do that, please so this is the time to do it. This will get us through COVID by reminding each other we're valuable and getting that call. Call Riverside Community Care. Get the help. We need it. Thanks for coming tonight, folks. Joe, appreciate it.